If you're looking for success in the vacation rental industry, Heather Bayer and the team at CottageBlogger.com are here to show you that it's entirely within reach. Welcome to Vacation Rental Success, the show that features interviews with industry experts, successful vacation rental owners, and more, all geared toward helping you make it happen. Here's your host, Heather Bayer. And welcome once again to Vacation Rental Success, uh, another episode of the popular podcast that covers absolutely everything and anything related to the vacation rental industry. And my goodness, this this industry it it, it just changes day to day, uh, month to month. I mean, certainly year on year, it's just massive, massive changes happening. If I go back. You know, a few years ago, we were still we were still perhaps using uh, outdated methods of of marketing and and having outdated stuff in our properties. You know, things change uh, all the time, and they do. You know, things change with families all the time, and and it got me thinking. Having had Mike and Andrea over to stay uh, at the weekend, and we now have a 21-month-old. Aria is three years and um, three months. Every time they bring the kids, we're, we're into something different. When Aria was, uh, was around two, she was into the cupboards all the time. So we got these little nifty cupboard stoppers so that when she opened the cupboard door, it just uh, it, it didn't open fully. Um, but we found with Isla that she's just not interested in going into the cupboards at all. What she's interested in is the boxes that we keep the dog food in. Our our dogs, our Black Lab Holly and the Beagle Maya, probably got fed on 24 hours while Isla was here because she was constantly uh, in those boxes and giving them food. So why am I talking about this? Mainly because um, we got to talking about vacation rentals and taking kids on vacation. And I remember going to Eleuthera a few years ago when Aria was, she was probably about five or six months old because she was, um, you know, she was sitting up, beginning to roll over and and still waking up a lot in the night. They were just starting to give her solid food. So she was uh, you know, sitting in a high chair and we really hadn't uh, considered what the the needs were with, with a baby going on vacation. It was the first time that Mike and Andrea had taken uh, taken Aria on a on a plane ride. First time that that they'd taken her abroad at all, and and into a different environment because, of course, in a home environment with new parents, they've got absolutely every gadget under the sun. So it was very much trial and error getting to this property and realizing all the things that we were missing and that the property was missing. We we started talking this weekend about what is necessary in a property to attract families with young children. A few few weeks ago, I came across uh, Nikki Woodson-Blair. And Nikki uh, just started up, it's, it's a new website, a, a blog and some very you know, useful information for any owners who are thinking about attracting uh, young families. So Nikki is building this website for families to come to to find vacation rentals that are going to be really, really suitable 
for them to bring their under fives on vacation so that mom is not spending her whole time stressing out about what she's left behind and how difficult it is to be on vacation with with a small child. I wanted to ask Nikki to come onto the show and to talk to us about how to make a property really family friendly. So without further ado, let's move on over to the interview with Nikki Woodson Blair. So, hi Nikki, it's an absolute pleasure to have you with me today. And you are calling me from where? Austin, Texas today. Austin, the home of yes. Home Away. Were you at the uh, were you at the summit last week? I was at the summit later in the day and had dinner with some of the inner circle members, Matt Landale's inner circle members that evening. Oh, perfect. You know, I talk a lot about the inner circle because it's, uh, you know, Matt has done a fantastic job. And I first met Matt, and it, we were talking about this the other day, um, how far it goes back. And he and I were at um, a, we were both presenting at the Home Away Summit in Phoenix, in Scottsdale, and we figured it was about five years ago. Um, so these Home Away Summits are wonderful for bringing people together. And in fact, um, just talking to Richard Craft again this morning, and he said, he said, I actually met you at that summit too. <laughs> he was there too, and he's fantastic. He was so nice. It's, it's been great for me, um, especially coming at this more from the guest side, just learning from owners and property managers about the business and hearing what they need and how things are changing and what their thoughts are has been really incredible for me. Well, tell me a bit about yourself, Nikki, and about your company, Clan Venture, and, and what got it all started. We are the first family-friendly vacation rentals website um, in the United States. What we're trying to do is amass the best uh, family-friendly homes around. And when I say family-friendly, I don't mean um, like maybe on the bigger listing sites where you can say your home's kid-friendly, but it doesn't always mean that. That just means, you know, yes, we accept children. You can bring your kids along. We really want to uh, find uh, owners and, and properties that cater to families with small children and um, really have that um, the gear and the safety features that families with small children, they need. Way back in 2013, when I started the podcast, one of the very first person, people, persons, people I interviewed was Wendy Shand of tots to travel .co.uk. She was so totally focused on, on or finding the environments where families could take small children and feel welcome, number one, welcome, and also yes. safe and secure when they got there. And, and, and this, w w without the stress of thinking that they weren't home, therefore it was going to be totally different. So I'm getting the impression, and I think it's a very long time in coming, that what you've created here is similar to Tots to Travel? It's very similar. Actually, Wendy is a friend of mine, and she's actually my mentor. She has really helped us to build sort of the same model, a similar model anyway, on this side um, in the United States. So um, she's been fantastic. I've learned a ton from her, and uh, we're kind of trying to do the same, you know, um, for parents, just the value in having a site that offers what they need and they don't have to 
go and research through hundreds or there are even places that have thousands of properties that say they're family friendly and just have that narrowed down for them and take care of their needs, I think is an amazing thing. And also for owners to be able to take advantage of uh, a niche like this, uh, this, the marketing to this niche, and especially a niche like this one that um, the families with small children can travel in the off season. So that's a big thing as well. And, you know, I, I love the idea of, of this niche uh, this niche site, because if, if you've got somebody out there who's looking for a property, and, it, and you said it earlier on, that they could go to HomeAway or Airbnb, and the owners out there have just ticked the box which says family-friendly, just like they might tick the box that says pet-friendly. It's self-selecting. That That's but right. So your whole site is just aimed at making sure that the properties listed on there are going to be of a standard and and have the amenities to suit this this niche. Exactly. We want to offer that standard and we that way we can offer a guarantee to parents when you book a home through Clan Venture, you will have this this and this in your property. That is what is going to be there. So they know before they arrive um, they already know from our descriptions that are all focused around uh, family-friendly amenities and things to do. They already have a very good idea of what they're getting into. So there's not assumptions. And then when you arrive, it's usually disappointment. <laughs> Afraid. That's what happens a lot now. Um, so we're trying to make it so it's it's very clear in the description and the pictures of what we have available, what's there, and let being able to narrow down um, what families need very easily. Something we're doing a little bit differently than Tots to Travel, we're actually going to have categories um, for our homes based on age groups. So um, if you have a baby, you know, who's not, not walking yet or anything, there, you know, there's certain things that babies need. There's certain things that toddlers need. There's certain things that kids who are that preschool age need. So we kind of break that down so that families can find what they need in a home. I think this is really, really what the market needs. And I'm, I'm so surprised it's been a, you know, a long time in coming and nobody's, nobody's done it before. But you, you touched on, um, you said something about renting in the low season. So I just wanted to ask you about that because the question was, why should property owners target families with young children? And I guess that's, that's one of the answers, isn't it? Because there is a low season opportunity there. Yes, yes. Uh, families, of course, are a huge market in general, um, just for, you know, a lot, of, a lot of homes target families in general. But a lot of families are tied to that school calendar. So it just, you know, that's, those are the peak seasons, and those are fairly easy to fill. So what we want to do is to attract families with young children that aren't tied to that school calendar. They can take advantage of traveling in the off-season. Um, you know, they take advantage of some places, it's, it's even better weather. Like if you're coming to the Gulf Coast, the, the weather is much better in the fall than it is. You know, you don't want a baby baking on the beach in July and August. It's uh, families, you know, they like to travel in the off season. Um, they beat the crowds. They might have be- better weather. Um, there's, there's so many opportunities for them to do that. And a lot of parents, they know once school starts, they're not going to be able to do this anymore. So they really look for those off-season deals, they, they travel in the off-season, and uh, that's what we're focusing on, these families that can travel in the off-season. 
And, and of course, for, for owners, having that opportunity to, to fill those weeks is, is gold. I mean, I, I, was, I was down on the Gulf Coast in Alabama um, a couple of weeks ago. And of course, there, there is just this, so many properties um, along that stretch. And that's, that's just a small stretch. I'm just talking Alabama, not even going into the, 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 the Florida area. Um, and so many of them were empty um, because it's just, it, it's just that time of season because all the kids have gone, well, we say all the kids have gone back to school, but there are still that huge market of, of families with, with under school age children that's, that's largely untapped. Yes, exactly. And, and places, you know, like Alabama and the Florida Panhandle, you're also seeing a huge increase in the number of vacation rentals listing on the major listing sites. So now, uh, you know, the, the numbers are in the thousands. Um, so just to stand out in that market, um, that, that in itself is a big thing. So through niche marketing, you, can, you, you should try to find a population that travels in the off-season so that you can fill those weeks which can, of course, increase your return on investment. So the, those off-season bookings can be very important. And then just standing out in the crowd of so many rentals as well. Um, I've talked to some owners whose, whose properties, they do fairly well still, but, you know, they still have those empty weeks and they're, they're looking to fill them. The other market, of course, and this is, this is one I come across every year on my RV road trip, and that's the homeschoolers. And that's another huge one. Yeah, because yes. they're, they're traveling because they can. And, exactly. and and often that's the way that they're introducing their kids to um, they're, they're introducing them to American history study or marine biology or just just general nature geography. What a great opportunity that is to to target that market. Yes, and that's something we're looking into as well because. Um, as I explained, our homes are in different categories. So you have a baby category, a toddler category, and then a preschooler category. And that preschooler category includes things that at that age that you need things to keep them occupied. You need fun things. You need toys. You need games. You know, even outdoor toys or, you know, something like Netflix is really good. Parents want Netflix or maybe a, a Wii console or some kind of gaming thing. And all of these things are exactly what the older kids want as well. So if you are targeting the market of preschoolers like that, you're also targeting kids that are older as well. So we're also going to do a lot of marketing on that homeschool side as well. Um, That is definitely one of our goals because it's such a growing population in the United States as well. More and more families are homeschooling. A lot of homeschooling families too, they have children of different ages. So they do have the older children who they are homeschooling with, but they also might have a toddler or a baby or, you know, so we're definitely uh, looking at that angle when we're talking about marketing. Yeah, it's, it, it, it wasn't until I read your blog post um, on, on the Clam Venture website that I sort of focused on the idea of homeschoolers because I guess they, they have their own websites, they have their own places where homeschooling parents go to network. So I, I'm you know, guessing that, that that's a great place to go and find this target market. Yes, our target market is, is pretty tight. And um, you get homeschooling bloggers that are, it's a very small community. 
and but a very large population of, of people reading these blogs. And it's the same thing, too, with um, if you look into the mom and dad travel bloggers, it's the same. There's so many mom and dad travel bloggers out there. And uh, we're in contact with a lot of them through Twitter. And they I've even had... One of them emailed me and she said, where have you been my whole life? <laughs> she was just so excited to see something like Clan Venture getting started because all of these mom and dad travelers that blog about it, you know, they, they know it's something that's needed and they've been through the struggles and they've written about the struggles of parents. And um, we just found that the best way to get into this market was to come in and what you know find out what are the pains i mean i know the pains i have three children i've traveled with them all over the place and i know the pains of trying to find a vacation rental and uh, we just want to um, come in and hopefully address some of these pains and just make it easier for families okay so we've we've talked about why property owners should be targeting this group and i think if you're out there and you haven't even thought about targeting this niche then you you really should be doing so. So now I'd like to move on and say, well, let's say I'm an owner and I, you know, I'll, I'll be an owner of a property in the Bahamas in the next couple of years as, as my build um, takes momentum and eventually, <laughs> eventually gets a roof <laughs> or eventually gets a foundation even. But I would like, you know, I, I think it's great for, for kids, but I want to make it because I'm, I'm, creating this as a custom vacation home from the very outset, what steps would I or any other owner need to take to prepare their property for this group? And I know we're talking, you know, we're talking wide age group now, and you've mentioned a few things. So, so can we kick off with the naught to twos, the, the babies? <clears throat> what, uh, okay. what should an owner do to enable themselves, not just to say, you know, with, and I'm sort of air quoting here, I'm family friendly, but to, to actually really commit to creating an environment where a family with a baby can come and become. The first thing, like any, like any niche that you would jump into, you need to understand what they need. And that's something that we, we're trying to help owners do. Part of, part of our service is consulting and helping them understand what they need to do to be family friendly. So, and we also have kind of a short list of babies, if we want to talk babies, um, parents with babies, for example, they're concerned about two things. They're concerned about sleeping and they're concerned about eating. That's about it at this age. You know, sleeping in particular, since no one is having fun on vacation when everyone is sleep deprived. I have been through this. I have had places that I could not, I didn't have a place to, for my baby to sleep. So a baby ends up sleeping in between my husband and I because we had nowhere to put the baby, you know, nowhere for the baby to sleep. I've had people tell me they've made makeshift beds with comforters and things in bathtubs. You know, just these are really, it just is, it hasn't been easy. Or you have to carry around your own pack and play or something like this. Mm -hmm. So that baby gear, especially for sleeping, is something that's super important for this age group. I would say you offer either a regular size crib or a pack and play, one of those uh, travel uh, cribs in the home, uh, sheets and, and blankets for the child that have been, you know, washed and sterilized just like your own sheets, um, your regular sheets. And I would say extra sheets as well. 
something that a lot of owners don't think about. Blackout curtains or blinds, something that really blocks out the light in the kids' bedrooms. A baby monitor, especially if you have a larger home. That's not as important in a smaller home. But in a larger home, you know, at night when the baby's sleeping, the parents might want to hang out outside and relax and, you know, really enjoy their vacation. And that's really hard to do if you don't know what's going on with your child and, you know, the child's across the house. So those are those are things like definite things that you could you could add for for a baby if you wanted to be quote baby friendly. I know when uh, you know when Mike and Andrea have come across to to stay with us, or or in fact when when I've been doing the real grandma thing and, and looking after both of the kids when they take off. Mike has has this habit of coming across to us and dropping off a, a child or a dog, <laughs> then failing to <laughs> failing to return. <laughs> That's all parents' dream, I think, just dropping <laughs> off at the grandparents' house for at least a day, a little bit quiet. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But, you know, he always, he knows well enough to put up the the video monitor because I always said I was not comfortable, you know, in putting one of the kids, I mean, I did it with my my own, you know, way way back when we didn't have baby monitors. So they just went in a room and the door was shut and that was it. And hopefully they were still there in the morning. <laughs> But, you know, as a grandparent, I felt I, I, I had to have this visual contact. So when you say ba- baby monitors, are you, are you also talking about the video type? Because they're so, this, these, these eye babies, uh, eye baby monitors are just, is, is that the sort of thing you're thinking of or, or simply a, um, an audio? It uh, could model? be one or the other. And, and just in, in this industry, like any other, you have to keep up with what's coming up. You know, you keep up with the new things. What do new parents use? What do they use at home? What do they, you know, that, this is all things that we're, you know, my kids are a little bit older now, so I'm having to kind of go back to new moms and say, what are you using that I didn't use? You know, what are their needs? And what do they want? You know, they, they, what do they want on vacation that's going to make their life easier? And, you know, they're going to have a happy vacation and write a really great review for you. That's a big thing, I think. So, um yeah, the video monitors are more, it's kind of a, a, new, a newer thing. When my children were babies, we didn't have those. But I think one or the other would be a very mm-hmm. good investment um, if you're targeting babies. Yeah, I'm just and, thinking what you're just saying. And, you know, if, 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 if the bedroom's at the other end of the, of the house, then, uh, you know, it might be quite nice to be able to, to see as well as hear. But, yeah, as, I, I think it's a great point. Um, is uh, you know always keeping up with the new technology and finding out what um, you know what new mums are currently using because I I'm just blown away. In, in fact, this this last weekend was one of the first times that we haven't set up the uh, the, the the camera. I mean, they're 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 older now. Mike and his wife actually have their their children were in a pack and play until they were just under a year old, and mm-hmm. then they because they they follow the Montessori method. So both were out of cribs and onto a mattress on the floor at one. Mm-hmm. So that makes the, the little camera more important because they're roaming the room. <laughs> exactly. The moment they can walk, they're, they're sort of, you know, leave them in the room and then they're, and the little one was, was sleeping in all sorts of different corners. And <laughs> yes, and that's the, that next step. As, as soon as they're out of that baby phase, it's when they start walking. And really the main goal of parents at this point is just to keep that child alive for the next few <laughs> years. 
because they just love climbing everything, running. You know, I, I can't tell you how many of my vacation hours I've spent just following toddlers around and making sure they don't fall downstairs or into a pool. So that's when the safety becomes a huge issue. And so our, our sort of next category with Clan Venture is that toddler age, and it's all about the safety features in a house and what you can include in a home um, to make it safer for toddlers and also just to make it um, relaxing for, for parents. I mean, there's, there's nothing worse than having to follow a toddler around the house and up and down a set of stairs while you're watching everybody else enjoying dinner and a glass of wine out on the patio. <laughs> you know, there's always one person who's got to be there and, you know, following. But if you have a stair gate, you know, you can contain them. It's just, it just makes it so much easier on the parents. And uh, something simple to add to your home, put it in a closet, pull it out if you need it. But, um, you know, it's there just in case they, they do need it. Um, and I, I think that's, a, you know, I, I talk to a lot of owners um, of, of properties because, you know, that, you know I'm, I'm also in, have, have a, a rental agency. So every time now I go out and talk to an owner and, and I see if they've got a staircase anywhere. And often the, most, of the, most of the properties that we deal with are usually on one level but with a staircase that goes down to a basement. And right. quite often this is wide open and you just got this, I, I call it a full space, <laughs> not a crawl space, yes. a full space. Because yes. all it is, is, is just this opening, no banister. I am so surprised that there aren't more issues, but that's the first thing I would mention to them is, is, is get a gate. So you, you would, would you suggest any, anything um, beyond gates as far as stairs are concerned? Uh, some some people have like a protection along, like if they have a big balcony along the upstairs. But those stair gates, they really, those are the main things. They really help out with uh, with falls. And just, you know, you can just have one, parents can put it at the bottom if they need it at the bottom of the stairs so the child can't just climb up the stairs without the parents knowing about it. And you can also put it at the top of the stairs. So when everyone's asleep at night and, you know, if you have children who are, who are getting out of bed, they can't go down the stairs. Mm -hmm. So that is something that's important. And it's something that's very inexpensive and just, you know, can reduce probably the liability on your property as well. That's something I was going to mention was, was about liability because everything that you do to uh, promote safety in the home makes that issue of, of your liability a little bit less. So tell me about electrical stuff because that that's that's just, you know little fingers in in sockets is always yes. a um, a fear of mine anyway. Just to have a little baggie of the outlet covers available. If you have parents that want to use them, they can use them. You know, you probably don't want to keep them in your home at all times because you might have um, adult guests who really don't want to pry it out of the outlet to plug in their iPhone or something. We suggest just kind of having them available. And that's like with most of these things, everything for children like this can be hidden away in a closet or a cupboard and just taken out when it's needed. Something maybe more than the outlets, I would say, would be any kind of uh, electrical wires, you know, if they're exposed. Just watching things like that and just for safety's sake too, not keep keeping cleaning supplies under the sink, but putting them up high, maybe in the pantry somewhere. Just little things like that, just to, to make it a little bit safer. Um, the big thing, uh, though, for not only toddlers, but for all children, of course, are pools, swimming pools. 
And this is a huge liability issue as well. So we make sure that all of the homes that, that we list, are the homes are protected in some way, either with a fence around it, um, with an alarm, alarm doors, something so that um, a toddler or even a preschool or even a seven-year-old can't just walk out and end up in the pool. Um, that actually happened this summer in North Carolina at a vacation rental. And um, the, the child was fine, but it's just, it's scary. That is the scariest part of a vacation rental if you do have a pool. Yeah, it's interesting that, uh, that where we are, all our properties are on water. So yes. they all have docks. And of course, you and, and you know, maybe 100 feet of waterfront that, that could be rocks with deep water. So, yeah, there's not a great deal we can do, in fact, because you can't enclose a dock. You can't. But what you can do is make, it, make the home so that there's an outdoor area close to the home um, that maybe like a patio, like an enclosed patio where that the family can open doors and still have that feeling of sort of indoor, outdoor living. And of course, uh, parents are going to be with their children when they're down on the dock or near the water, but they would still have that feeling of being able to be outside, not being enclosed so much, you know, because so many people on vacation, they want that outdoor space. They want that outdoor living. So if you have, say, a screened-in porch and you can open some doors onto the screened-in porch, but then you have the door to the screened-in porch that has a lock on it so that you can lock a toddler in or a child in so they can kind of roam in and out between the porch and the, and the home but not get out toward the water. That, that is the biggest thing. Yeah, water is very scary for parents. Yeah, I, th- I, think, uh, I think for us and in our situation, it's, 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 it's making owners more aware because it's sort of been traditional for, for, for the last hundred odd years that people go to the cottage and and kids are brought up on the water you know they start mm-hmm. swimming from from the moment they can set foot in the water and and they learn how to swim but of course there's a new generation of of kids that are coming out of the city that have never been to the country and this is you know it's this awareness and and you know now I'm a I will be talking more to owners this year about um, potential for safety issues with decks that that just have the long staircase that goes down to the water and no way of enclosing them. So just get, getting them to think about um, blocking them off or, or, or doing something to make a, a safe space for kids and for parents, of course. Yeah, mini decks now, they, they build in the, the little door with the automatic closing, you know, into the, the, the stairway. So mm-hmm. if you're going down, if you're going off the deck there's actually a little door at the top. So it could be like held open if you want to, or it can be closed. So you can kind of contain that. That's the most important part is containing kids in that area. So, you know, you still want the, the worst thing is having to just shut them in the house. You know, you don't want to have to, if you're, you know, say you're cooking dinner, it'd be nice for them if they could just walk out onto the deck, but not being able to get down those stairs is the most important part. So that's kind of a small thing that you can do and um, just kind of, I think, adds to the value of the property for families in particular. Or if you have a, you know, if you have a dog, for example, you don't want them just running off. You can kind of put them in there too. But um, that's, yeah, that's something definitely to look at, especially around water with children. 
So, so we've we've talked about babies sleeping and eating, and the toddler group of where, where safety is all important. What what's next? Next would be that preschool age, like they're kind of getting out of those toddler years, like getting a little bit more, you know, not not running off so much. And it's all at that age. It's all about fun. It's you know, kid friendly bedrooms or bunk rooms, uh, you know, cute cute rooms, outdoor toys, things for them to play with outside, uh, toys inside the house, family games, maybe some children's books. That's another thing as well. And, uh, you know, and I talked earlier about maybe having like a Wii or um, Netflix or something so kids can choose uh, family movies or having a DVD with family movies. Those kind of things uh, will get you from those preschool years up until the teenage years. So you can really cover a lot of Age, age groups with those, with those things in particular. What about um, toys, Nikki? Would you encourage owners to go out and just buy brand new toys or are they able to, to pick up slightly used toys? Because I've, I've been asked this at times about hygiene and you know, if, I, if, if I have children's toys, how, how do I look after them in between rentals? Do we have to disinfect them and that sort of thing? And it's, it's something that I, I really hadn't thought a great deal about but I'm sure you've got a I'm sure you've got an opinion on this (laughs) yeah you know uh, that toddler age if you have toys for toddlers and Heather you know this you have grandchildren this age they put everything in their mouths so these kind of toys could use you know sterilized wipe down with the you know Lysol wipes that you know that sort of a thing and that age group you don't need tons of toys you don't want to have a lot of little pieces everywhere with, with that age group. But, you know, so you just have a few choice toys that just get wiped down after you have a toddler stay there. For the older kids, it's not quite as important, you know. They're not putting things in their mouths all the time. And, but, you know, still, you want to keep, keep them as clean as possible. I don't know if you'd want to sanitize them every time you have somebody over there, but say you have, like, a bucket of Lego or something, you know. You know, like, at, at our own house, I have, of course, I have all of these things everywhere. A train set, I tend to, you know, wipe it down, you know, maybe once every three to six months or, or something like that. Just, you know, it's and it's just like anything else in your house. It's about watching things, you know, keeping them up, keeping up with the, the uh, just what it's looking like, the quality, the, um, the wear and tear. And replacing them, and no, they don't always have to be new. You can find some really great deals on on toys at like a secondhand shop, which is a great place to find things. Um, games, you know, you kind of have to keep track of the pieces, maybe sometimes, but um, you know, and for the most part, it's like anything else in your house. You just have to be aware with what's going on as as an owner or or a property manager. Keep, just keep, keep up, up with, with it. it. <laughs> right. Right. Well, I, I know as, you know, as, as an owner of properties myself, and we, we, ha- we have kids and we have a ton of, you know, mo- mostly because of the nature of the property, it, it lends itself more to uh, kids from about six or seven upwards because we don't have you know, the, the nice sandy beach. It, it, it is shallow mm-hmm. water, but there's rocks. So we, we tend to attract that group and of course those are the ones that are going to get the jigsaws out and and all the board games and it's just part of our checklist that at the end of every uh, changeover in the checklist the caretaker just goes through every board game 
checks all the pieces are there, goes through all the DVDs, checks that the DVDs are in the right cases because that that is usually what happens. They just come out and get distributed around the house. Yes, so, that's true. Yeah, it's that's just, great just a, to have a checklist like that. I think that's a great idea. Yeah, it's just a matter of making sure, and that's what I say to my caretaker, from the person who comes at the last week of the season gets exactly the same as the person who arrives at the first week of the season. That's amazing. That, that's a job. <laughs> that's a job. <laughs> but it's, it's, it's definitely something, you know, to strive for. It's, I it's know. My, my, my property manager, Carol, said to me, do you, do you mean I have to check every – because I said, you don't just check the jigsaws. And I thought, well, that's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> do you mean I have to sit there and make every jigsaw to make sure every piece is there? <laughs> that is that is the hard part with puzzles for sure. Yeah. I mean you're a mum of three kids yourself. So what would jump out from a listing um to, to make it a really desirable choice for your family? What if you're you know, you know, a ton of listings out there and you just see this one and it just goes, Wow, that's gonna suit my family. What would it be? Well, apart from the amenities we've already discussed, I would say um, for me personally, location is huge. Um, I love to have a walkable, bikeable area or, you know, something to do outside nearby. Um, a beautiful outdoor space for relaxing and dining. That is really tops of my list too. And then, um, you know, add in fun things to do nearby. They tell me, you know, all the family-friendly things to do and places to go. And to me, you have a winner right there. (laughs) If I can find those things and, uh, you know, in in one home, if I could find that really easily without searching through hundreds of rentals, I would be thrilled, really. Well, well, that's what Clam Venture is going to be about, isn't it? It's about creating these listings that, that have all these things. Yes, we're, we're aiming to, to make it as clear as possible about what is there for children, what there is to do, and uh, really targeting our market very specifically. So are you, are you limited to one area or is this, are you going to kick off being, having a much wider choice for people? At the beginning, we thought we would limit sort of regionally for now and grow from there, but we've realized that it's actually very difficult to find homes that meet our criteria. This is, has not been an easy task. And then having to talk those owners into signing up is, you know, that's a whole other thing, you know, people that are looking for more marketing. So uh, we started having more um, people contacting us from different areas. So we thought, okay, I think what we need to do, we need to just kind of look at different areas, and try to find a few of the best properties in each area to start. So that's kind of how we're, how we're working it now. Um, you know, for example, we have uh, an area, and I don't know if you know this area since you were in the Alabama area, but area um, on the Florida Panhandle around Seaside, they call it 30A. Yeah. Uh, that's a huge area, mm-hmm. and it's an area we know well because we spent a lot of time uh, going there with our families. And um, so that area, for example, we're concentrating right there for now and looking for the properties there, which we have some already. We're, we've had people contact us now from the mountain, mountain areas. So we're thinking, okay, we need to look for more ha- houses in mountainous areas, uh, in the Rockies, for example, um, 
we have a property in in Hawaii, so I'm looking for more houses in Hawaii. So we're just kind of, you know, as we're we're finding houses that meet our criteria, we say, okay, this is a great area for kids. We love this property. Let's try to find some more properties in this area. So what's what's in your selection process, Nikki? I mean, I'm I'm giving, you know, it's not just a listing site that anybody with a family can just say, I'm going to throw my put my property on here. No, and that that I think is um, what a selling point for us is because we are very we're actually very picky. We're aiming for quality over quantity in our listings, and so all of these homes have to meet standards. Um, part of it is we we have like a, a short list of what we'd like to guarantee in each house. So, if you want to be in the baby friendly category. You need these things in your home. If you want to be in the toddler-friendly category, you need these things. So that's kind of the first thing. And, you know, we also have um, criteria just based on the home itself. I, I think people, the homes that we'd like to promote are homes that families would like to stay in. And a lot of families now, when they go on vacation, they want a home that's nicer than the home they have at home. You know, it's it's this is their their dream, their vacation. They they want to go and enjoy, and you know they 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 aren't. I think um, travelers aren't as apt to to go to a vacation rental and sit on a secondhand couch anymore. You know, they want ni- a little bit nicer furnish- furnishings, nicer kitchens. So we're looking at all these things too, and um, we're also looking at, at owners and, you know, how, welcome the, how welcoming they are for, to families. And um, because we really want to work closely with our owners and, and not just, um, okay, you're good, you're on our site, good luck. You know, hopefully you'll mm-hmm. get some, some listings. We're more of a marketing agency, so um, we want to be partners with our clients and actively market our, uh, the, their properties through our blog and social media um, and, and, and really help them. So that, that's our goal, is to have owners that, that we can work well with and um, we're, are interested in targeting this market. I, I think it's a fantastic opportunity uh, for owners. You know, let, let's, let's quit getting lost on uh, HomeAway or Expedia, as, it, uh, as, as we will be at one point. Um, let's stop getting lost on TripAdvisor and and head for the niche site. So I'm, you know, I, th- I think this is great. What does an owner have to do if having listened to this and they think, I really want to get into this market of attracting families, I want some more off-season rentals, what 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 would you um, suggest they do? Uh, first, they can, they can visit our website at clanventure.com and we actually have more information there. We also have a free download about how to attract... Um, families with small children to your vacation rental. Um, we also have a list your property section that, that tells a little bit more about what we're offering. And you can also put in your information there um, if you'd like to contact us. Or, you know, our phone number's on there too. So w- calls are fine, emails. Um, happy to answer any questions that someone might have. You know, and like I said, we also consult uh, that's kind of part of our service. We we want um, owners that are really interested in this niche, and we want to help them to market to this niche. So um, we're we're very very available. And what sort of timeline do you have uh, on on having this the site site launched for for guests? 
We are actually um, about to start, they were saying the end of this week, and you know with web development that could change. We have a great team of web developers, but you know sometimes things get pushed back. We're, we've been um, working on um, testing the back end of the site right now, but in the next week we should be ready to add the properties. And so what we're aiming for is a soft launch in, sometime in December and really start our marketing um, for that after Christmas booking season. Um, so really starting, starting a bigger Facebook campaign uh, on December 26th. Well, that sounds wonderful. So anybody out there who's, who's considering this, just get in touch with Nikki. Um, I will um, put uh, the contact information on the show notes and a link to the website. So, you know, get in there and get in touch. Nikki, it's been an absolute pleasure talking with you. Um, Thank you so much. It's been a, um, you know, a couple of years since I got into this, um, the, the you know, having talked to Wendy about families and attracting families, and it's sort of gone off my radar a little bit. But it really has made me think, actually, not only about my own properties, but about all the 200 properties that, that I represent on the behalf of other owners in my property management company. And, um, and, and makes me think I really need to start getting them more focused on, on attracting families. So thank you so much for, for all this wonderful information, which I will put in the show notes and, uh, and share with everybody. So uh, it's, it's been a pleasure, Nikki. Thank you. Thank you so Thank you so much, Nikki. Uh, that was great information. And, and certainly for me as, as a grandparent, I know that when I go to a vacation rental and I'm taking, you know, I'm going with Mike and Andrea and the grandchildren, that often the, the onus of babysitting and looking after the kids falls onto, onto me, falls onto the grandparents. So we really appreciate the additional amenities and facilities that an owner can offer just to make our lives easier. You know, I know the kids can probably muddle through, but uh, if, if they head on out um, and, and leave us with the kids, we're not as quick on our feet these days as we were. I'm always a little bit on edge when I've got the kids in a strange environment anyway. So it really is important to, to think about those, those little things. And, you know, just running on from that, something that Nikki said to me after we'd finished recording that, she'd, she'd forgotten to mention that multi-generational family groups or the reunion groups are a big niche in the vacation rental market because it's, it's made it possible for parents, grandparents to go on vacation with all their kids and all the grandkids and get everybody together and often from different parts of the world. So if you have a large property that caters for these, these reunion or multi-generation groups, just make sure that you have sufficient of these amenities so that uh, it's, it's not just for one baby or just for one child, that you've got multiple, let's say multiple units, multiple uh, iBabies, iBaby units, maybe a couple that, uh, that can be used in that property. So there was, a, there was a ton of interesting stuff, and I know that you'll, you'll have questions, and Nikki is more than happy to answer any questions that you might have. And certainly go to the show notes at uh, cottageblogger.com, 
and uh, and download the uh, the free list that Nikki has given me to uh, to share with you. And it's a list of of the things that we talked about, plus several other things that we didn't get round to. So just go to uh, cottageblogger.com and it'll take you to that uh, that podcast with Nikki and you can download that list. And while you're there, if you've got a question, just put it at the bottom of the show notes and she will be absolutely happy to come along and answer those questions. So once again, it's been an absolute pleasure to be with you this week. Uh, I'm looking forward to... Um, to many more interviews um, of a similar nature. I, I really want to get into talking to, to people about these niche vacations and, and how we can create the optimum environment and the optimum experience for our guests when they're coming for um, a specific reason or whether they are of a specific niche. So join me again. I'll look forward to having you uh, listen in. And of course, as ever, if you would like to ask me a question, just send me an email to heather at cottageblogger.com and I'll be more than happy to, uh, to get in touch with you. It's been an absolute pleasure, guys. I will talk to you again next week. This episode of Vacation Rental Success is over. But don't worry, Heather will be back soon. Want more great resources? Visit cottageblogger.com for tips, tricks, downloads, and strategies to help you achieve profit from your vacation rental business. Oh,